Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Save Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe cast number 111 with Abyss. Abyss, how you doing today? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Happy to be number 111. Kind of a cool number. Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, that would, I really should have saved it for Fat Clouds. I don't know if you know. Uh, I don't know if you know Fat Clouds. He was definitely like the one guy. He would always say Type One in the chat and stuff. So, uh, but we got him on for a hundred. So, hundred eleven was for you. All right. Well, I'll take you. <laughs> number one hundred is a cool number too, though. Like you know, triple digits. So, I need to ask, um, what is up with Kick? It's like the biggest newest thing that I have been seeing everywhere and uh especially from like the pk community i've been seeing uh you guys push it a lot especially ditter bitter i think he's actually the one like really pushing it but uh yeah yeah um yeah so 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 what is kick for those that may not know and uh i and i'm not i'm not saying like this is your thing and i'm not like trying to push it on you as like the first question but uh yeah just what are your what are your thoughts no on? it's it's great it's actually a good opening question too well so Basically, Kick is like, you know, obviously the competitor to Twitch. Twitch has, you know, been the, the alpha of the streaming space for a long time now. But like, honestly, man, like they just, you know, you're a streamer too. They don't always take the best care of, you know, their their streamers and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people feel like they're either like underpaid or like Twitch doesn't like really receive feedback well and things like that. And, you know, there was uh, there's a hole in the market and, you know, Kick opened up and, you know, they've really, you know, given a lane to creators to not only make more money, but also like have the opportunity to rebrand. Like I think one of the things kick does, um, well, actually I wouldn't say that kick has necessarily done it amazingly yet, but one of the things that I think Twitch does really poorly is discoverability. Um, it's actually quite difficult to grow on Twitch through like things like algorithms and whatnot. And I think that kick's going to try and like prioritize that a little bit. I know their clip thing is going to be much better um, and, and stuff like that. Like, it's just like, if you're not already really popping in a section and stuff like that, like it's kind of hard to like bring new people to your channel, right? Like on YouTube, it's much different. There's like recommended yeah. videos and stuff like that. 
but Twitch, it's like it's really organic. Like you really rarely get any sort of spotlight. It's really hard to get on the front page. You know, you only really get recommended certain things at the bottom left of the corner, and it's usually just like random stuff. It's not really related to stuff you even do. I get recommended things in like Valorant games I don't even play all the time. But yeah, with Kick and as far as the PKers go, I think that like a huge group of the PKing scene, especially in in RuneScape scene, um, really just feels like it's difficult to grow on Twitch as a PKer. Um, there's just like such like little space to do PKing related content because we're all like kind of doing the same thing, like world hopping and just like trying to find fights and whatnot. And obviously because of that, like it's kind of difficult to like grow your channel. Like we're all, most of the PKers, like 99% of them have like stayed the same size for like a couple of years now. And it's like difficult to like, grow out of that. So like with Kick being um, obviously brand new, like there's just like new opportunities and stuff like that. So a lot of the PKers jumped on it early. Like we actually had a group chat and we all kind of like, discuss like what type of opportunities there might be um to like grow your live streaming audience on a completely fresh platform especially where you know they're taking more care of the creators i mean like 95 percent of your sub revenues like that's that's amazing like that's a lot of money that's really really amazing is that sustainable do you think the 95 5 split like what, what do you think they'll do in the future if if kick were to like actually start somewhat competing uh with twitch well, from I've done a lot of research on it because I don't know. I like to keep my my hands in the business. Mm-hmm. And um, what Trainwrecks has basically said was that, on, honestly, he said that like Twitch has the revenue to sustain the live streaming platform itself through ads because like obviously there's a lot of creators that get like thousands and thousands of viewers, and Twitch is giving the creators like such a small cut on the ads. I'm sure like people who do YouTube realize that like, oh hey, my video got a hundred thousand views and I've made X amount of money with like a 30 second ad, but if you stream and you get a hundred thousand viewers throughout the entirety of the stream or whatever it is, and you're running like six to 10 minutes of ads and you're getting a fraction of what you would get from running, yeah. you know, a simple 30 second ad on YouTube, like something's not adding up here. Right. Mm-hmm. So especially on like the big channels, Twitch is definitely like making enough. Plus like Twitch brings in brand deals. And um, I don't want to even go too deep into this because like with a completely unrelated person, but I know that like Twitch charges an extremely high amount of money to be put on the front page. So like, and we're talking in like the fives, even six figures to just get put on the front page for like an hour or two. So like Twitch is definitely making money. And especially through things like bits, like how many people on Twitch buy bits? Twitch takes 30% off the top of that just for purchasing the bits. And it's so much worse on mobile too, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous, (laughs) right? So Twitch is definitely making money there, you know, and and like they're just basically pretending they don't have the money to advert or to, to sustain things. And I think with Kick, unless, you know, there's some discrepancy in there and some you know, foul player lies. Like he's based train basically said, yo, like we have the funds to sustain this. The creators do not need to be taxed, you know, as much as they're getting taxed. And so if what he's saying is true, then like, yeah, I think it is like pretty sustainable. I don't see why it wouldn't be as long as like the proper, you know, rules and implementations are put in place. I can't see why there would be any issues in the long term other than maybe like, um, just like inactivity of the site, like not enough people using it or something like that. Interesting. I've uh, been I've been here and there lurking uh, in the old school section on Twitch just to like, you know, test the waters. I, I had to make a, an account as soon as I heard news because, you know, at this point, you kind of got to like snatch your name as soon as possible before somebody else like trolls with it or something. Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> so I got it. And uh, I was lurking in your stream and uh, th- it was fun. It was hella fun. Uh, I, I like the uh, like the sort of IRL content that you've been doing on there. It's genuinely like very entertaining. It was uh, it was cool. I was, uh, yeah. 
but yeah, I was gonna say I, I appreciate that, and that's the thing I actually really like about Kick. I feel like you can kind of be yourself, man. Yeah, Twitch, was... you have to really walk on eggshells. Like I can't even say something that I might say with like a group of friends in like a scenario where we're all just kidding around. I can't say that on Twitch. I'm like, oh, can I say that? Like this might offend someone. Like mm-hmm. Kick is a lot more lenient, and like I understand, I understand the way the world works and the way society is shaped nowadays. But like having freedom as an adult to just like make an expression without it being something always like oh, you're attacking this, you're attacking that. Just, like, having the ability to, like, kind of speak your mind a little bit more freely yep. is, is nice. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's apparent, too. I mean, obviously, it can go, like, too far with people if they choose to take it too far. But, um, no, it, it, it does feel refreshing being on there. Yeah, um, feels like old Twitch. Like, feels like 2013, 2011, 2012, 2014 Twitch. Like, those years where everybody was just joking around, having fun, and it, it seemed like internet culture again. Mm-hmm. No, it, it really does. And uh, there's all these like new creators too that I've just never seen. Again, it, it goes back to like Twitter. I mean, there are at any one point, there's like, I don't know, 100, 200 people streaming old school, but like half of them are at like sub five viewers and you just never even see them. But like here, because the site's so new, uh, I've noticed, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing names that I've never seen before streaming and it's just cool because... I actually will give them a chance on this site rather than like on Twitch, just scrolling through a bunch of different, I don't know. It just feels like smaller too, which is cool because it's like smaller knit. And uh, I don't know the, like you said, um, like finding creators is a lot easier at this point. Now, who knows yeah. if it grows a bunch, you know, I don't know how the algorithm is going to work, but yeah. There's exactly. And there's also a thing as well where like, there's a lot of people that I know that I'm friends with, even people I think that are like really good PKers and, and stuff like that. And like, I'll talk to them and they'll be like, yo, like, you know, I'm a good PKer too, or whatever, whatever. Like I want to start streaming, but like, I feel like, you know, I'm going to start at like zero viewers and like, it's going to be really hard to grow. And there's going to be like, it's over. It, it is really true. Especially PKing, honestly, it's very oversaturated. And a lot of people just are like, oh, do I really want to put in like six months just to like, maybe build like a small viewership like as adults like a lot of people don't have time to do that every day you know yep. so it's like kick gives everybody like a fair opportunity like an even playing field for the most part like obviously some streamers are able to bring their communities over and stuff but for the most part the, the the section isn't saturated so like you can kind of start from scratch and potentially grow like a decent sized audience in like a relatively uh, fair amount of time because like there's just so much space to grow right now there's like it's like a it's like a field and not all the crops are planted mm-hmm yeah. So here, let me ask like a like a hypothetical question. If you were a brand new, if, if you wanted to get into content creation and you didn't have a platform already, like how would you go about it knowing everything you know now? Like how would you start? What platforms would you kind of choose to put your time into? Are you about starting from bare bones? Yeah, just bare bones like right now with, with like YouTube, Twitch, everything. You, okay. just, you just have nothing. What, what would you kind of do to to at least, I don't know, what would you do for your growth for for like... So I, I truly believe that the most important thing to do when content creation or when creating content is to do something that you're passionate about. If you're not actually passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to have the same type of energy. Like if, for example, I don't enjoy Iron Man. So like no matter what, if I'm doing Iron Man content, I'm not going to be as passionate. I'm not going to be as motivated. And like I think as a streamer and even as a viewer, like you can tell when the person you're watching, like their heart isn't in it. So I think that like automatically the first thing to do is identify like what you're passionate about because like people enjoy watching other people be passionate. It's like contagious. So like if you're not sitting there putting that type of energy out, you can't really expect to grow. Like I even know in myself, like there's days where I'm just like not motivated to PK, not this, not that. My heart's not in it. I have no passion. And like it's reflective of my chat. My chat's like, you know, not as talkative, not as energetic. I'm not putting out that type of energy. Because energy is like contagious like that. Like people want to be around people that are putting out, you know, good dopamine. 
So I think that there is like the number one thing. So you find what you're passionate about and you just go all in on it. And you understand that like what you're doing is you're going to grow. You want to make this happen. I'd probably go for, honestly, I think in this moment right now, um, unless I had like a lot of friends on Twitch that I could network with, I would probably go straight kick because I think that there's more opportunity to grow right off the bat. Like there's so many more people, like visibility is so much better. I would go kick and I would try and network with as many people as possible. I would try and like, like you know, not like clout, clout chase people and stuff like that, but like, you know, like actually make an effort to be friends with people that you think are like similar that you could have um, good content with. And then, you know, obviously, like, give back to the community. That's what I did a lot when I started as well, is I did a lot of giveaways. Um, anytime I'd stake or make money or PK make money, i do stuff. I did a lot of, like, community stuff. My first, like, three years of streaming was just, like, all group PKing. Um, I think I'd really emphasize, like, Discord communities and stuff, like, after the stream, like, getting people to buy into your brand by, like, you know, hanging out with you in Discord, seeing that you're a real person, making sure to, like, actually respond to everybody and stuff like that. Like, these are things that go outside the stream that nobody really thinks about. And, like... It's actually really apparent because I see people do this all the time. Like, advertise your Discord. Like, every 10, 20 minutes, go ahead, spam it up. Make sure that your viewers know that, like, you're available on other platforms as well. And, you know, actually try and, like, grow and network outside of just your actual content. Because a lot of that growth and a lot of the things that happen and that, that make streamers good, in my opinion, happens outside of the stream. Yeah, passion really is. So, so what happens if that passion leaves, though? I mean, because let's be honest. I mean, you've been creating content for how long? Uh, six years in August, it would be streaming full-time, yeah. Jesus Christ. And wait, for, that was just full-time, so you were streaming before that? Uh, I streamed, like, so I used to do, like, web design, and i just, like, get on and PK on stream in my spare time, like, just for fun. Just I wanted mm. to listen to music and talk to people. Like, that was really all it was. Mm. And then in, like, August, September of 2017, I think, I was kind of, like, like, I was just really enjoying it, and I was enjoying it more than I was enjoying my job. And, like, you know, obviously, I wasn't making, like, a ton of money or anything off of it. But I was like, I just feel like I have a passion towards this. And like other people are messaging me. Like, I'm sure you know what it feels like as well when someone goes like, hey, you're going live today. Like, that's a really good feeling when someone's like sitting there, like waiting for your stream. Like it's like a TV show to them or something or like a movie they've been waiting for. If somebody messages you that, like instantly, I'm almost like, I want to go live right now because I know yep. there's somebody <laughs> who like wants to watch. It's just a good feeling. Yep. So when you're getting those types of messages, like, you know, it really motivates. I don't know about anybody else. I can only speak for myself. But for me, it really motivated me and it made me want to go and grind and work harder and do it every day and i just became obsessed about it i just became obsessed with streaming became obsessed with fucking doing everything i could to to grow in like a way that felt uh like honest to myself i gotta give you respect for that because i feel like for the i mean i wasn't watching in 2017 but i think 2019 i started following um and yeah i feel like you just have never taken a break from streaming um uh, is that yeah true? never <laughs> uh <laughs> So when I was in a relationship, I was like, you know, we go like travel and do stuff here and there. But um, ever since that, no, I mean, like I, I almost like pride myself on making sure that like, I go live like every single day, even on the days I don't want to, even on the days that I, I don't feel good, even on the days I want to take a break, because I feel that like I want to just get one step closer to my goal. And like, I'm not like I honestly I have like a really weird complex about this. Like I beat myself up really badly if I don't go live like. For example, I went and saw my family the other day and like I just felt like I had to go and do an even longer stream the next day because I was like, yo, I need mm -hmm. to like make up for lost time. It's one day. I've taken one day off in like 40 days. Like shouldn't be that big of a deal. <laughs> it's Easter. But like, I don't know, like when you're locked in and motivated on your on your goals, like you, you just, just got to keep pushing. There's no excuses. So what what like made you be that kind of person that uh that has that drive and stuff uh, and are just motivated to, I don't know, be consistent? Um, is it like childhood, do you think? Or like something that happened 
or like in adulthood that you just kind of were like, oh shit? Um, I think it's like a multitude of things. Like I have certain goals that I want to accomplish in life. And like, I realized that like, there's no, nobody's going to like accomplish those goals for me. I need to like do them myself. Yep. Like, obviously I want to like retire my parents. I want to like do like things for my family. I want to like, obviously be able to, you know, make sure that when I do have a family, they're going to have a comfortable life. And like, these are just things that motivate me and like just things I integrity believe. But I would also say that like, I don't like taking things for granted. Like I don't want to get too like into like upbringing and whatnot, but like, I think that truly right now we're living in a very special era of life where we're able to make a living. Like, can you hear me still? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Sorry, my thing like cut off for a sec. Um, I think that we live in like a special era in life where we're able to make a living online and we're able to like entertain people for a living and we're able to laugh while we make a living and we're able to like do things that we genuinely enjoy. Cause like, you know, our parents and stuff for the most part, like they didn't have like this type of opportunity, like, you know, they had to be That's a mechanic true. or they had to work in the woods or they had to like do like some some like very tedious, like labor type of job, like things like that, you know? And like, I think that we live in a special era where, you know, we shouldn't take these types of things for granted because um, other generations before us never had these types of opportunities and to just like slack and make excuses like, oh, I don't feel like it today. I'm tired. Like, you know, like my, my grandpa, my grandpa probably walked like 10 miles in the snow to get to work every day <laughs> to put a roof over my, my, uh, my, my parents' head, you know, like, yeah. like who am I to make an excuse? I'm tired. Like, it's not a good excuse. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, no, it's it's totally true. It, what's ironic and the reason I'm laughing is because, uh, yeah, it's completely true. I think uh, as much as I don't want to take what I have for granted myself, just with my own, you know, brand and stuff, <clears throat> I do. And, uh, you know, that's something I'm like improving on because you're completely right. I mean, this, like, we are living in such... I almost feel like this time doesn't even continue for that long. You know what I mean? Like the, the time we're living in is so special, like you said, and I like the way you put it. Who knows? I mean, I've been kind of uh, doing a lot of research into AI and stuff, and yeah. like, dude, I feel like at some point, entertainment is literally just going to be AI, where you just generate it yourself, and like, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I, who, who knows, you know, but. Dude, I, I watched the, I've, I've been looking into the AI stuff a little bit myself, because yeah. it seems so unrealistic, like, that this just popped out of nowhere, <laughs> and like, there's literally videos on YouTube now where somebody was comparing like Kanye West and Drake and their music. Yep. And they've they've literally swapped Kanye's vocals on all of Drake's songs and Drake's vocals on Kanye's songs to see who raps whose songs better. And the fact that people are even able to do that with like good tonality and pitch and like making it sound like a song you would actually listen to is insane because there's going to come a point where like we don't even need the artist to make music anymore. <laughs> like the know. AI will just generate it. I know, dude. It's actually unreal. And uh, I'm one of the things I was uh, just teasing my uh stream about is you know there's there's probably enough audio of my voice through these casts now like 350 hours of it probably generate mm -hmm. some artificial intelligence where i don't even have to podcast anymore just get my ai to do it you know in oh, fact exactly. it's probably yeah. going right now you're probably talking to ai now i could be <laughs> <laughs> no but you're totally right uh and i um uh, i respect your uh uh thoughts on that so let's go back to the kind of beginning i want to I, I want the audience to make sure like they know who you are. So Abyss, um, I would consider you like OSRSPK or um, what What would you consider yourself? And for, for those that don't know you, a little introduction about yourself. Um. Yeah, so long story short, I started playing RuneScape in 2003 and very early in, like within the first like couple months of me playing, like I got really, really, really enticed with the idea of pk like i just thought that it was cool that like you could build your character up 
and then like take another player out. And not only would you beat him, but you would like get all of his belongings, right? Like you get all his, his rune skim, his strength dam, his iron kite, whatever. Like the idea of that was so fascinating to me because I was only like eight or nine years old. And at the time I was, I was really used to playing like single player games, right? Like Ration and Clank or Spyro or something like that. Right. And like, idea of like pvp just always really like enticed me to like want to keep pkang get better learn to do all the different types of metas of pkang and and whatnot and then like at literally like 10 11 years old like i was already like ice barrage pkang at mage bank with like kids that were like 15 16 17 i was always called like the rubber ducky in team speak where your parents <laughs> like why are you here you're like too young for this and it's weird because i'm like one of the older players now i'm like 28 almost 29 yeah. but like you know i've been doing that for like a really 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 long time and I think at some point when I started streaming, I, I got hit with the realization that I was like, you know, there's always that saying where it's like, it takes 10,000 hours of something to like master it or something yeah, like yeah. that. I don't remember the exact quote is, but I was like, you know, I think that I have enough knowledge of PKing and PVP that like I could make a living off of this. Like I want to like, you know, I'm an adult now. It's not just a video game anymore. I want to like benefit from the time that I've spent. I've put like so many years like learning and, you know, trying to improve and spent so much time planning played through like every single era of PvP ever. I've played through every Bounty Hunter reiteration, every update, Karasi, played before Teleblock came out, PK'd before Ice Barrage came out, PK'd when Cooking Gauntlets were the best gloves in the game. Like I've been doing it since I was a little boy. And then at some point I was like, you know what, I want to like try and like actually make a career off of this. I enjoy it. And at the end of the day, like I think that there were people that are willing to watch, I'm willing to put out content. And that's kind of like how I, uh, that was, was kind of like my ideology behind everything. That's sick. That's crazy, dude. 20 years of RuneScape. Like 2003. For some reason, 2003 still seems like 10 years ago. It, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that either. It's insane. <laughs> but it's crazy to me because I remember coming home from school in 2008 yeah. and Bounty Hunter creators got removed. Or sorry, Bounty Hunter creators got added and the Wilderness got removed. And that's crazy to me. I think that was 15 years ago. Jesus 15 years. Christ. I remember coming home and like being so upset. I was like, I wanted to go PK with the boys. I wanted to go and like do whatever. And like, I'm sitting here like running around in BH creator, like a chicken with my head cut off, not understanding how the update works. I'm like 12, 13 years old. And like, you know, I'm over here like, oh, that was 15 years ago. That's insane. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, that is absolutely unreal. What was, so you played through that era, correct? Even with and all, every all era shit. of P every era of PKing I've, I've played through. Um, like I've been in like probably like 50 clans. Like I've done like so much stuff related to PVP, you know, and everything, anything related to PVP I could tell you about literally. Okay, so like nostalgia aside, what do you think was the best era? Um, okay, this like is gonna be really PKing. This is gonna be a really controversial one because I don't think a lot of people would agree. You kind of it's kind of one of those things you just had to be there. But truthfully, in my personal opinion, nostalgia aside, I think the best style or version of PKing in PvP and Rooskate was the original bounty hunter creator, the one that was single way combat. And the reason for that I can explain. So there was only three worlds, right, that you could access to bounty hunter creators on. And there was the only the only way of trading wealth between two players was through the bounty hunter creator. So if you went PKing in the bounty hunter creator at any time in the day, it was active because there was always going to be somebody in the entire game somewhere out there that wanted to trade value between one account and the other. So you'd find real world traders, you'd find people lending items to their friends, you'd find people that like hacked an account and they're trading the gold over to their account. Any way of trading GP from one account to another was done through the bounty hunter creator. And because of that, it made the creator active. There was always people in the creator. There was always clans fighting for domination of the middle of the creator so that they could be the ones controlling all the transfers and the trades and things like that. And that like hunting or like survival slash like 
king of the hill mentality really made PvP fun because clanning was really competitive and it made it so that like there was actually a reason to beat another clan. Like right now, if two clans fight at greater demons, like realistically they're fighting just for like ego points. There's like not like who cares who wins. <laughs> Whereas like if two clans fight each other in BH crater and one clan loses, the other clan gets to control the crater and now they're controlling all the wealth distribu distribution throughout the entire game. And like that there made it really fun because you don't ever like you're sitting in the middle of the crater with your team. And some guy's trading over like 10 AGSs from an account he hacked or some gold he's buying or whatever, you know, like that's, that's like interesting that that's fun. That makes yeah. like the game really enjoyable. <laughs> so it was only really available on three worlds. Damn. Yeah, I believe it was, I don't even remember what they were. I think it was 18, like, I don't even remember what they were. I know, I know one was 18, I think 1865 and like 124 or something like that. I don't remember what they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it was only three worlds. And like I remember, there were clans that like they would they were there was literally I remember there was a clan called Penalty Unit, and the only thing they would do is like walk around the walls, and they would like look for people that had a penalty, the three minute penalty, because they were transferring between accounts, mm. and they would do stuff like that, and like just 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 fighting for control of the crater itself was just really fun. Like it was fun because like you knew that like if you if your clan won, like you were probably gonna make bank that day because you were able to because like someone in the world, someone in the game is transferring gold, someone yep, somewhere. Yep. Damn. Yeah, see, I had quit in 2007, and I, did, I didn't experience anything uh, beyond <clears throat> until, like, old school came out. So uh, it's fascinating hearing this stuff. And uh, so, okay, when Revs first came out in old school, mm -hmm. uh, it felt, well, okay, not, like, first came out, but when they introduced the weapons and everything, and there was uh, control over the 2200 worlds and 2K worlds and all that. Did is that somewhat similar? Like, what what are the similarities between that era where there really was a reason to control worlds and um, what, was that a similar time? I'm just trying to like. Um, it was it was similar in the idea of like having protection and having control of a world is going to bring you a lot of profit, but like it was also like on a much smaller scale. Like, there's a big difference between like an Iron Man being able to kill revs on uh, like unattacked for six hours, making like whatever it is, like three mil an hour versus like, you're going to kill some kid for like 700 mil that he's transferring from a gold website. True, true, you know what I mean? True, like, like, yeah. and just like, and just like the randomness of that was crazy as well. Like I remember like you'd kill somebody and like, cause like, you know, your clan would find them and you'd kill them and you don't even know what they have. Next thing you know, you're finding like 10 K dragon arrows, fury ranger set. Like it's like killing some kid for their entire account. Like it's interesting. You never know what you're going to, it's just fun. And we're and they were all kids back then. Like we were all kids. Just... Oh yeah, everyone was between the ages of like thirteen and like eighteen for the most part. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's just so crazy. But so, the thing is, yeah. the, the rivalry with the clans is what made it like so enjoyable as well. Because like you really, mm -hmm. if you were a good PKer, you really couldn't PK in the crater without being in a clan. So these clans would fight with like two hundred people versus two hundred people, and. Shit. And, and, and like it was just it, like you knew that like if your clan won like you know you were fighting for something like I think that's what it was like the end goal of that was like what made it enjoyable it's like you were fighting for something whereas nowadays it's just like people just fight for like whatever whatever arbitrary like two clans ran into each other and like they're just fighting for sport because it's enjoyable to fight rather than like there's a goal for the win like you win something if you win you know yeah 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 it's really hard to recreate that I feel like because uh, where, where's the incentive at if you were to like exactly to, yeah so. <clears throat> Because realistically, Jagus could never replicate that unless they removed free trade. They'd have to remove like all forms of dropping items again, mm -hmm. trading items, wilderness. Because otherwise, like imagine BH Crater without that aspect. Why would anybody go there? All it would mean is you kill somebody, you get a penalty. Why would you waste your time doing that when you just kill somebody the GE and bank it right away? So, what are your thoughts on the new bounty hunter that's coming out? Because they are coming back out with craters, right? Um, yeah, apparently. So, 
I'm going to be honest. I'm very, 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 I can get into why, but I'm very pessimistic about PVP nowadays. Like I just don't really trust Jagex at all. Like they keep promising things that either a don't get, don't get delivered properly or they oversell stuff or like release dates that they talk about. Um, just like don't end up falling through. And so I'm going to be honest, like this might sound really pessimistic, but like, I don't even read the updates anymore. Like I've just really genuinely lost so much faith and so much like trust that like, I just like, I don't even read them. I don't vote. When people come in my chat and they ask my opinion, I almost get annoyed because I'm just like, dude, like, what is does my opinion matter? This is not happening. This is like fantasy fairy tale land that you're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I the problem is is like, okay, I'm an Iron Man, and I admit that the problem with PK, I genuinely think this is that Iron Man mode. Uh, Iron Man mode literally just slow drip destroyed PKing. Um, in a in a in a way, not like fully, obviously, but just the fact that now you have half the players around the game that have zero incentive to fight back, and zero incentive to be out in the wilderness for the most part. You know what I mean? That oh yeah, I think has really really hurt the PK community because like before Iron Man mode, I mean, like everyone was P it, everybody on Twitch was PKing. Like that was the, that was the thing you do, you know. It was Man. the most enjoyable, interesting content to watch because it was like the randomness of it and the, the idea of like two streamers like running into each other or like some guy getting yep. killed by a clan. And like, so yeah, you're right. I do agree with you. I think there's like a lot of other things that also slow drip killed it. But like, yeah, PKing on Twitch, especially right now, is like, in, in my opinion, and as somebody who streams it, you know, six hours a day, seven hours a day, every single day, it is absolutely dead content. I'm just sorry it is. So, yeah, no, you're right. And plus, um, like, I know Odablock had joined, like, a group Iron Man and stuff. So, like, it, whenever a big streamer, Bodhi's the same way. Like, as, as soon as he does something, I feel like a lot of the community kind of, like, goes with it. So, if Bodhi starts PKing, you know, everyone's like, oh, like, I'll start PKing or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, right now there is, like, zero excitement for PKing. I, I can even feel it, and I'm not even in that scene. I d genuinely feel bad for you guys, especially when West Ham yeah. brings it up and just, like, Fuck, man. And, like, skill specs I had him on, and he was just talking about, like, his, like, burnout of it. It's just, like, it... it oh, West Ham reminds me of, like, a younger version of me who's still, like, optimistic. Like, he's a bit younger than me. I'm 28. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, like, 20 or something, 21. Yeah, he is oldest. young. He is young. But he reminds me of, like... He reminds me of myself, like, just so optimistic, still, like, loves the game, <laughs> still, like, like I'm just like, oh, bro, he has so much heart, like, it's so misplaced, like, he just has so much trust for this company, and, like, there's nothing to trust. Like, they're not bringing out nothing. <laughs> That's so funny. I totally see that too. I, it was surprising how young he is. He's very well spoken for his age. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he is, he's, yeah, he's he's very optimistic about stuff. Um, and he's smart, and I, I think he's like pretty good at not being biased towards certain updates. I think he has his head screwed I, up I think, straight. Yeah, I think in these situations you have to be like really objective. Like I think that like even as far as like Iron Man updates and stuff go, like. If Jags wanted to bring something to the wilderness that was like an objectively good update for Iron Man, like that's the the thing is with the wilderness in general as well, bro, is that like it's supposed to be and was always meant to be an ecosystem. And like in order for that ecosystem to thrive, you can't just have people killing each other. There needs to be like a dynamic where like somebody enters the wilderness in order to do X, he cares, go and kill that person because it's easy to kill them. And then he cares that are in better gear, kill the people that are killing the, the noobs. And then the clans end up killing those people and the clans also end up fighting. And like mm -hmm. that ecosystem makes sense. But what Jags says now, like, oh, just throw all the PKers into the rev cave, let them 1v1 kill each other, and then like add a PJ timer so clans don't even exist. And it's just like, yeah. who, who invented this model? 
I, I can't remember who it was who I was talking to, but like Rev Caves back when they were multi, I mean, all you really had to do back then was just add that 100k fee to enter and keep it multi. Um, I felt like a big, so I was literally sat in the Rev Caves for three months straight, like full degen. I was trying to get my Rev weapons. And so mm -hmm. I experienced a lot of that, <clears throat> like the clanning and everything. I, I would be a part of those clan wars. There were tons of fun, by the way. They were, uh, yeah. But, you know, you get the raggers and you get the people coming back and, you know, all that stuff. This is years ago, so I just don't even care anymore. But I feel like the way to, to have gone about it was to not make so many changes at once. Just, like, slip in a change here and there and, like, kind of see how it goes. But do it do it efficiently and somewhat quickly. Don't spend a year with one little update and then, you know, figure out what, what the problem is with it. And then eventually a year later fix it. Um uh, yeah, it really does kind of suck that there really is no multi. And I don't know about the new wilderness bosses. Is there any sort of aspect of that multi-clanning? I haven't really I haven't really touched up too much on the multi-bosses, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I had a, like really 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 high expectations for the the new wilderness bosses, but Jags made like a bunch of mistakes. Like first of all, all of them are below level 30, so like the PVMers can teleport away instantly. When you enter the caves, right, there's, like, a delay automatically. So, like, they have an advantage. They can get away, like, pretty, you know, pretty safely. People have scouts and scout bots outside the caves. So, you know, when PKRs are entering. And then on top of that, to make matters worse, the bosses themselves do so much damage, so much AoE damage. They slow you. They drain your prayer. They do, like, all these things that just make the boss literally do, like, 80% of the work. So, like, people are just <laughs> anti-PKing there. And if you're in max, you, like, I thought, I'm going to be honest, when the Void Waker first came, I died for, like, six bill. Like, just run around PKing in max. I'm getting, like, one hit by the bear. The spider's, like, draining my run and my prey. I'm like, what is even going on here? Like, this is, like, I'm, I'm just fighting against some, like, OP boss. And there's, like, a PVM or shooting me with an MSB who just gets the kill. <laughs> I, I, so I don't know. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. I don't even PK there anymore. I'm like, this is like, it's not enjoyable because it's not real PvP. It's like you're doing PvP and you're getting like ragged by a boss that does 10, 10 times the amount of damage it should. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I, I haven't even gone out there yet because I was like incredibly burnt when they released the bosses. So I haven't even literally touched it. I've seen people out there, especially like a lot of the anti PKing does happen. So I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> anti PKing is fine. I just don't like the fact that the boss is doing 90% of the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not good. So, so what would you want to see changed if if if, if you could choose, like if if you had full? Control? I think that if you, I think if you attack somebody in there, at the very least, the boss should no longer hit you. Like I don't think there's a like I'm fighting a, a player, one v one player, and I'm getting hit like a sixty seven from one of the bosses randomly. Now I'm sitting here brewing and eating, and this guy's running away for free because the boss just like saved him basically. Either that or like. They need to change the mechanics with how you enter and leave the caves. There's like such big delays on it. Mm. Um, in my personal opinion, the drops on those bosses need to be like buffed as well. They're still like not that great in my personal opinion. And um, I think that they need to do something as well to make them in like deeper wilderness because like people are just like one tick teleporting using scripts to teleport as soon as somebody enters. So it's just kind of like mm. defeats the purpose, not really like that dangerous. Yep. It's more dangerous for a PKR. They're risking so much more and um other people are just like you know the pvmers or whoever else is there's like not really risking anything yeah I mean, maybe yep. one mil i feel like it's impossible to make a good pvp update like i mean i feel like they're going back to the drawing board and repeating the same mistakes but like yeah what can really honestly um so i don't know if you know if you even in my twitch chat if you do exclamation point save pvp um in 2019 me and some friends like we're working on something because i was talking about it on stream for a long time i was like because like this is this is something i've noticed right 
-hmm. Every aspect of RuneScape has changed over time. Like there's been new additions to literally everything. New bosses, upgrades for weapons, uh, new God Wars bosses, new Slayer bosses, new caves, new everything. Quests, upgrades for gloves, upgrades for amulets, upgrades for like the entire game has changed since 2007 and even before. The one thing that's never changed is the wilderness. We're using the exact same map. We're using the exact same, basically the exact same resources, minor additions to things that aren't really, you know, that notable. Rune ores in the same location. Everything's in the same location, right? Yep. Why has there never been like a wilderness too? So I made an idea with some friends. I was like, why don't we try and like pitch this idea to Jagex Wilderness 2. It can be like a boat at Mage Bank that takes you to an island. And on that island, it'll be like brand new resources, new monsters, a new agility course, and like a whole bunch of stuff. We, we came up with all the concepts, all the artwork for everything, point systems. Like to be honest, I'm going to be honest, like Jagex low-key stole the Revenant boss idea with that whatever <laughs> boss it is. Like we came up with that first in the idea. And like we made a Discord. We invited a bunch of JMods in there. They really liked it. Um, we were talking with Mod Gambit about it for a long time. We were staying up like multiple days talking with him on on Discord calls, and um, you know, I had a friend come and he went and like did all the models. He made like a bunch of stuff, and uh, Mod Gambit was actually working on this project with us for like quite a while. Like I would be like a couple months at least, a couple weeks, a couple months, and he seemed really interested. And he said he wanted to give it like development time and like a bunch of stuff. And um, one day he just quit. Like he never talked to us about. It. He just quit the company, left. Whatever his reason was, up to him. And it didn't seem like the project was going anywhere. So I got I, I got kind of like a little bit salty because I was like, I thought we were actually going somewhere with this update idea. So I made a video talking about um, everything that we had planned and like putting all the artwork together. I made a YouTube video on it. It was actually really well received. So many, like over a thousand, like really positive comments of people saying like this would actually fix things. It's, you know, there's so many good ideas in here. How's Jags not implemented this? You know, I posted it on YouTube, posted it on um, Twitter and like I don't know it just got like ignored I personally think that like that there would actually fix a lot of the issues in PvP mm-hmm. and even just like add some cool content uh, content for other people as well that aren't even interested in PvP but um, yeah I don't know I just yeah. think that like Jagus does constantly neglect stuff and then exactly what you said they just repeat the same mistakes yeah I've seen I think I've seen uh, your it, it's just the one that like extends beyond 50 wilderness correct like, yeah that, yeah there's like map, yeah yeah, there's like a bridge and like all mm-hmm. this. And like, I, but what I was saying is like, you know, I've put it on like Reddit, put it on like uh, Twitter and stuff. And it always has like such positive feedback. I don't understand why Jags never expanded happens. on this. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's the same thing with Mod Soften's idea. I even had her on uh, one of my rambles and we like with West Ham and uh, with Bel- Delphine or whatever. And we, it, everything looks great. Like every idea looks well thought out. It looks balanced. It looks fun. Like there really is no problem in my head like when i'm when i'm seeing obviously in practice maybe things will be different but yeah there's amazing ideas floating around but i feel like they never get implemented people get hyped up about it and then nothing happens so i have i have like almost a theory about that i actually think this might sound crazy like some conspiracy stuff but i think jagus low-key wants to kill out the pvp community because like if you think about it every issue jags has ever faced whether it's like people doing corrupt stuff you know mod jed Rot drama, frontline drama, whatever, whatever the issue is, it always comes from the PvP community, right? Mm-hmm. So as a company, I can kind of understand why they're like hesitant to like give more updates to PvP because they're like, yo, every time like every time some chaos happens, it's always from the PvP community, right? <laughs> right? Like, like I almost feel like they're just like, you know what? Screw these guys, screw updates them. We're gonna just flush them out of the community by like starving them. That's really I think Jags is actually thinking that. It feels like that. I don't Yeah, it does. I, I don't I don't know like who's like the head dude that's like conspiring <laughs> against it. But you, no, I mean you do have a point and <clears throat> you know, what's in it for Jagex to do it? 
that 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 really is what comes down to it because it's their games their you know what how are they being incentivized to make great pvp updates um personally okay well here i want to kind of like drift into this a little bit so sure. i don't know if you heard but sailing passed or sailing got the most amount of votes um mm-hmm. as a new skill and i have just been fucking craving uh pv like pvp sailing now i know just saying that doesn't really mean much i guess in my head i haven't really like fully explained it uh even in like a ramble or anything and i'm imagining you don't really know what pvp sailing could be but um i think there is like an actual chance uh to make pvp sailing like i don't know kind of interesting and actually sort of like a new avenue for pkers because what i imagine is uh your classic pking on the boats um you know like you could be like shooting each other across the boats or whatever going on gangplanks jumping onto the other boats fighting traditionally but you also have like legit like a fleet of boats coming in and shooting cannons and shit like that like do you have you have you thought have you considered potential pvp coming from sailing and what are your thoughts on that are, are you even interested in uh, um in that potential so I haven't actually thought about it until you brought it up right now. Mm-hmm. But like even as you were explaining it, I was thinking like, yeah, that could be kind of cool. Like almost like, you know, sailing through the water and like you come across another like enemy ship and like you have to like kind of like take over and stuff like that. Almost like the same ideology as like the bounty hunter, a little bit yeah. different, obviously. But I think that there is opportunity there. I think that like it would definitely shift the meta of PKing and PvP right now where it's just at where it's at. But like I'm also not even against that. Like PKing and RuneScape is generally with the with the exception of like items getting added and stuff like that generally it's been the exact same for 20 years right like two yep. players fighting prayers food potions right like it's all like pretty much the same i don't know what would happen in terms of like cannons and stuff would it become like a shooter like i don't know how that would end up playing i have no idea but like i'm not really opposed to any new additions coming to the game as long as like they're enjoyable fun and it makes sense right like as long as i like, get something that people enjoy and it's not something that's like completely breaking everything no, I think there's a uh, great potential for it. And of course, Jagex could, and with hopefully with uh, a team of people that actually know about PKing and what would be balanced, uh, you could literally balance it with a clean slate. Because right now, with how PKing is, like there's so much nostalgia attachment. There's so many things that individuals want and like would ref- they would actually like freak out if it was ever removed or anything. There's just so much attachment to these ideas of PKing where if you introduce something to sailing, they have you have a completely fresh slate to balance it correctly from the get-go and uh, create like another sort of PvP scene. I, I think there is potential for it. Who who even knows how sailing's gonna work? I don't even think Jagex knows. Uh, so obviously this is like in the beginning stages of just thought but uh i don't know i think there is some potential for that yeah and the deep abstract because I, I agree i don't really think jagex has any idea of how it's going to work yet either i think they're probably just going to pull a bunch of things and then yeah. like, let the community decide that's like my idea of it but like yeah like i said i anything like, as far as i'm concerned um like streaming is my main priority so like if there's cool content that i'm enjoying my audience enjoys um like i'm down to do whatever even if it's like not traditional runescape pkang i'm not like necessarily tied to the idea of the nostalgic style of pk anymore just because it's been so long and i think that like change is necessary i don't like just sit here and like be one of those people who's like attached to the past to the sense of like i'm not willing to even try anything else i think that's like counterproductive Mm -hmm. okay so 
<clears throat> on the Twitter thread, uh, there's a few questions I want to cover. Uh, Troll Rage asks, what's it like living with another content creator? Oh, thank Um, yeah. And have you lived with content creators before? Uh, so, um, that's just like my first like real time living with a content creator. Like I've lived with like partners and stuff that also streamed, but um, things are a little bit different, right? Um, in this scenario, Vank is definitely wild. I will say that, but it's really enjoyable living with somebody that like kind of also understands everything that you do and you know your uh, style of content and stuff like that. Like me and Vank constantly go into each other's streams and like mess around with the chat and like it's also been like pretty good in the sense of um, just having like good positive influences around you in the sense of like. Um, we both have like that grind mentality. We both have like our goals set. We both like keep each other accountable for missing days. Like if he doesn't stream, I'll literally flame him. I'll be like, yo, you're a loser. Like, what'd you do today? <laughs> Sat in your room smoking weed. Like, do you have no, like, you just give up on life? Are you passionless? Like what's going on, bro? Get to it. And he does the same to me. Right. And so like, I like Good. having that like brotherhood, that like accountability where like, like, yeah, like if, if, if he roasts me and goes, well, wait, you didn't go live today. I'm going to get a hundred pack and you're sitting here like doing this, you know, like, I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to get on my shit. I got to stream. So like having that like extra push, in yeah. my opinion, is really helpful. I personally really like it. Other people might be like, oh, I don't like it. It's like, uh, like I just want to live my life, whatever. But me, no, I want somebody to like keep me, like help keep me accountable. And like, I like doing that for him as well. And I think that like, because of that, it works really well. That's cool. <clears throat> so have you like lived alone before or do you usually live with at least somebody else? Now I lived by myself for like two or three years and um, me and Vang just had like goals that like really aligned and like we've always been really close friends online and in real life. And so uh, we just decided to give this a try because like, at the end of the day, it's not like it's locked in. It's not permanent. Yeah. But, like we're also young and like I said, we're in a cool opportunity and like this year just gives us the opportunity to like be together and collaborate and do stuff like whenever we want. Like his room is literally five feet away from my office. You can probably hear this conversation right now. And like, <laughs> that, like you know, I, cool. I like that though. I like yeah, that though. Yeah. No, I think that I, I genuinely, I think that would be really good for like me because like right now I'm living alone. And uh, if I had somebody that like understood, you know, Twitch and uh, just uh, having a roommate that like really understood it, uh, I think that would be good. And especially to be held accountable. I think that's great. It's also like ideas. We bounce ideas back and forth and like, you know, and like, and like there's times where like he'll be in controversy or I'll be in controversy or like we'll have a disagreement with a friend and like it's really nice to be able to like just have that conversation with somebody in person be like, Hey bro, like, what do you think about this? Or like, Hey, like this guy did this. What do you think about that? Or, like, it's just like, it's, it, it's nice having that person around you when your headspace is focused on your goals. Cause like, it's just always a positive atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is one thing that you wish the wider community and just like OSR's community knew about you that maybe they don't know about you? Um, man, that's actually a tricky question. Uh, I think honestly, honestly say, I think that like the wider Rinsey community does not like me. And why do you think that I, is? There's been a lot of like Reddit threads made about me and like, it's not really like I have the opportunity to reply on Reddit itself. And like and people it's just like have, it's, it's pointless yeah, to reply yeah. anyway. You're just, yeah. The, the thing is though, my, my genuine belief, like my general position on this is kind of like, if people don't mess with you for whatever reason, as long as you're staying true to yourself, you're not hurting or harming anybody else. Like, you know, you're doing whatever's meant for your life. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've done anything, but like, yeah, there's been like controversy where people have like, like, I mean, like when I was doing the reroll giveaways and stuff, like people were just like making stuff up on the threads. I'd read them and they'd be like, 
oh, Abyss like scammed. He lets like only his viewers, top mods, his real life friends win the giveaways and stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm giving like over a hundred bill away to the community, like well, well over a hundred bill. And that they're, that they're like definitely did not go to like my friends in real life and my mods. Like sometimes I may have had a moderator who won, but like the majority of the time my moderators are all rerolling each other. They're not like sitting there trying to like let each other win. They think it's hilarious like screwing mm -hmm. each other over, you know? And like there was just like a lot of like misconceptions on that. But like I also thought about it in a different paradigm as well. Where I was just kind of like if people weren't willing to at least come and give me an opportunity to like see for themselves and they're just reading the things that people were saying rather than like interpreting for themselves like i shouldn't really care about their opinions anyway yeah but i guess the thing i would say is i wish that like people would take five minutes to actually communicate or ask or like come into the chat and be like hey why'd you do this like what it, like what's the reddit thread about rather than just like making an assumption based off like another person's perspective like i just think that's like a really weird way to gather information Amen, man. Like I've I've gone through my own controversy and it's, uh, regarding Reddit as well. I mean, there's there's nothing you can <clears throat> almost say or do that could ever tell somebody when people make up their mind about somebody. Like they've made up their mind, especially on the internet. Like there's just nothing you can do unless you have a literal one-on-one -on -one conversation and they're willing to be open. About yeah, and it. that that and that's even difficult to do too, because like who's gonna sit there and like sit there and defend themselves to fifty random people? It's yeah, exactly. Like, you it's know, po it's pointless. But in the day, the, the way I look at it is this, man. My community and the people that I love and the people that um, support me, like they know where my heart is at. They know I'm not a scumbag. They know that I'm not out here trying to harm anybody or anything like that. And like they know that I'm a genuine person. I'm coming from a good place. And that like, you know, it's just like the culture of my streams. Like everyone's a troll. Everybody likes, like I have a, a very, very, very supportive community that loves to like low-key like just spoil me. I don't really know why, but they do. And so when it comes to stuff like reroll giveaways and stuff, like they like to be trolls. They like to reroll each other. They like to do all that stuff. And Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mike. People who don't watch me, don't know me, you know, if they want to villainize me for that, like, you know, that's on them. Like, they weren't meant to be in my life, and that's cool. It is what it is. Yeah. Interesting, because, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't give a fuck what other streamers do, but, yeah, some, some people gen really just are online, like, maybe too much and just really want to just start hating on people. <laughs> it's like the life, life mission to just hate people. <laughs> The chronically online individuals are the ones who, you know, they have the loudest opinions, but the smallest brains. <laughs> it's pretty true. Um, okay, so what was the turning point, I guess, in your uh, stream career when you knew that you could go full time? I mean, how was that? And what was streaming like before, you know, the I guess the financial freedom of 
streaming and knowing that everything's going to be okay. You're going to have a roof over your head. What, were, what was like the contrast of that? And uh, yeah, when, when was that turning point? So it's actually a little bit of an interesting story. I'll give it to you. So I went to school for web design. And the thing that actually made me go to school for web design is, I don't know, do you like Dragon Ball Z by any chance? I mean, I, I'm in there. I, I just didn't watch it enough. So I, I was never like a huge fan. Okay, well, I grew up watching it, and I became, like, at some point when I was, like, 18, I don't remember how, 18 or 19, I started re-watching it randomly. I was, like, working a regular 9-to-5 job, and um, on my lunch breaks, I was just like, oh, I remember this show. I'm going to, like, re-watch it on my break while I'm eating a bagel or something, right? Yeah. And the website I would watch it on ended up getting taken down. So when I went home, I, don't have, I had no idea about web design at all. And so I just, like, built... Um, my own, I just used like some free website builder or whatever. I just like rebuilt a website that was similar. I don't even know how I did it. I just like watched Google video or YouTube videos and stuff. I built my own Dragon Ball Z website. Eventually that website like blew up. It took a pretty good turn. It was actually profit becoming profitable. And I went to school for web design, did my course, whatever, whatever. Cause I actually thought that I might be good at it. And then I was doing web design and streaming like just for fun. Eventually that website like started doing really well to the point where it was like, making me like a really good amount of money. And I was like, all right, I can do this while streaming. And then eventually um, the owners of Dragon Ball Z came and tried suing me, but I had like, <laughs> I had like a decent amount, like kind of saved up. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to leverage the amount that I had like saved up with my passion so that I can still like pay bills and do whatever I need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can actually go all in on this. Right. Cause like I was already doing it for fun and this and that, but I just really believed in myself. I believed in my work ethic. I believed that I had a good message. I believed that like if more people watched, I could do something. And it was, there, there wasn't like a point where I was like, all right, I need to have like 10,000 saved up or like whatever, whatever. Like I just really like put my savings that I had from the past into, into action. I was like, I'm going to use this to like, kind of like, uh, like rocket, rocket jump my, uh, my, my Twitch career. I'm going to like allow myself to go all in. I'm going to stream 12 hours a day. I'm going to put out YouTube videos. I'm going to network with people. I'm going to go hard on things like DMM and, um, yeah, I don't know. Probably somewhere between luck and uh, and passion, and it just it kind of ended up working out. There was no like real turning point. I just like decided one day that I was going to go all in. That's cool. That I mean, that I think that's a really creative too. I I have like similar little uh, money makers that I did when I was younger that weren't like the most. I, I can't even say ethical because it's so innocent, but it's just like just something that this is not going to be sustainable if somebody <laughs> finds out, kind of. Yeah, and anything nowadays is unethical. It's all unethical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's cool though. I'm I'm glad you did that. <clears throat> like you had that experience. So, do you do any sort of like web design at all anymore, or are you just like full on just streamer? Just um, honestly, just my uh, just my merch website. I thought it'd be fun to like build that one on my own, just because I was like. I know how to do it. Why would I hire somebody or why would I go and like, you know, I, I was like, I'll just do it myself. Cause like, just for like kind of old time sake. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I'm, I'm who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll hit you. If you're interested, I'll, I'll hit you. I'm trying to get my own merch site up. I got to get some. It's actually a lot easier than, than I thought it would be. There's so many like cool tools and stuff out nowadays that make yeah. it like really simple that weren't around like 10 years ago. So yeah. Having a nice bad. website though is definitely like a big deal. I think when you have your own, I don't know. You you don't want to look at, make it look like trash. Like mine would literally look like trash if I tried to do it. People go to the site, <laughs> try, buy some merch, like what the hell is this? So, um, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so as a PKer, I guess, uh, what do you think? So like somebody that's aspiring to PK, and I know like right now it's pretty like dead. But like, what what do you think is the most important thing 
uh, when learning to PK, like most important skill, either mechanically or uh, whatever it is? So objectively, I want to say quit while you can and don't even start. <laughs> that, that That's what I truthfully want to say. I want to say don't waste your time. But to answer the question, uh, I do have a couple things that I think are helpful. So I would say that the best thing that you can do if you're just like bare bones is probably LMS because it allows you to get like actual one-on-one -on -one fights where the person's fighting you in a competitive manner. And uh, it'll allow you to like figure out what DPI you want to use. It will help you figure out like where you want to place items in your inventory. It'll help you get faster with your prayers and your F keys. And like it kind of removes the element of like losing your own stuff. But I think that that only goes so far and there's only so much you can really learn from that because like realistically LMS fights are not actually real fights. Like the inventory setup is just like whatever you're given versus like whatever you're actually comfortable with. So it's not like realistic PKing LMS for everybody. I think you can definitely get like some of the basic mechanic things down. And then I think the something that's really, really, really overshadowed is recording your fights. I think that one of the best mm. things you can do is like if you're fighting someone in PvP or in the wilderness is record your fight. And every time you die, watch back how you died and like figure out like where you're making a mistake. Because usually people make the same mistakes like over and over again, whether it's they're not keeping their hit points high enough, um, they're not getting their tank on enough, or they're not getting their prayers right enough. And like then just really like hone in and focus on that. Because if, you, if you've died five times in a row because you died, you sat on 50 hit points and got AGS to 50, you probably have like an eating problem. Like, you know, you probably got to like make sure that your health is higher at all times. That's really what Peking is nowadays, just safing. Yeah, that, it is interesting how that is. There there was a time in PKing where it was almost like disrespectful to safe. I, I feel like now that like nobody even says safer anymore. You know what I mean? Like as like a derogatory term, like, oh, you're safing, little bitch. No, being a being a safer is like a good thing. If you're yeah, good at safing like, nowadays, it's like you're it's like you're ahead of everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's interesting how that kind of it's like almost like people were dumber back then and they're like, just stay dumb, man. Like just stop eating. Well, back then as well, like Peking, the meta was there's a couple of things. The meta was different. The items were different. And um, people just like weren't as fast. Like nowadays, like people are doing all sorts of switches, nine way, one tick, prayers, everything, freeze DDing. Like they're doing a whole bunch of things. So like you kind of have to say for us back then, it was literally just like smacking each other with a whip and an obby shield. And it's like, brother, I can't hit. I can't hit an 85 with the whip. Like you can, you don't have to eat at 85 HP, you know? Yep. Speaking of super fast switches and AHKing that I see a lot. I, in fact, I was literally lurking in your stream on Twitch and there was some dude that was trying to uh, sl like slide in on your death match with uh, some AHK going on. So what uh -huh. is that being taken care of? Like, are, are these people getting banned? Is that like a thing or do they just keep getting away with it? Oh man, there's a lot I could say about this, but so... I think that deathmatching in general is an issue in the game, even though I do it a lot. I think they should, like, like it's basically dual arena with more steps. But because of that, yes, there's a lot of people running around with HK scripts and they're like just, you know, trying to one hit people as they enter and whatever, whatever. To my knowledge, I don't personally see it getting dealt with. I see the same people there all the time. I think if it was getting dealt with, these people would not be sitting there with one build, two build gear on their accounts, literally HK streamers and stuff like that. And when I was getting, there was, there was a point last year where I was getting literally stream sniped like 10 hours a day by the same group of four people that were H King. It took me like two or three videos to finally get them banned. Like I made like two or three videos calling out Jagex saying like, how are you guys still allowing this? We've been reporting them on Twitter and content creator Discord. We've been like doing it for a long time. And like these guys are still, you know, doing it. They're like coming up to me in game with name like HK Abyss and like just back to back 10 way switching like over and over. And like literally flexing the fact that they can do it and they're not getting banned. 
And uh, Jags banned all of those people. And like, I don't think that specific group really does it anymore. But they kind of like set a precedent for everybody else where it's kind of like, as long as we don't harass a streamer, we're probably not going to get banned because even when people were harassing streamers, it still took like weeks to get something done. Sheesh. So they can just do it to the regular player who doesn't have any platform or communication with Jagex and like that guy's just kind of shut out of luck because there's no real way to like get justice for him, right? Yeah, that's... Okay, so kind of going off of that, there was a video that was made. I think it was made by um, uh, Sir Pugger. It was like those AI bots that are out in the wilderness uh, mm-hmm. that are just incredibly... Just, they're basically Terminators out there. Has that ever been an issue? Are those like actually like roaming the wilderness or was that just kind of like a concept that hasn't actually been introduced into the like main game with these people with Terminators running around? So the, the, the Terminators, yeah, like they are there, but there's not, it's not like there's no person controlling it, right? Like there is mm-hmm. a guy like obviously like on the account, he just has like everything being done for him with the script. But yeah, like there, there are some like out there, the thing is with those type of people, like the wilderness is like so dead. The majority of people that are actually out there are streamers, they get like reported like pretty quickly. Okay. Because like everyone just like mass reports and it's like, you know, no one's trying. Like, here's the thing if you get rushed while you're doing a DM by an HK, you just simply teleport away and like whatever. It's like an inconvenience for five seconds. But if you're getting hunted by some guy who's on a Terminator and he's doing it like over and over again, like, yeah, the streamer's going to report him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Man, when I saw that video, I'm like, dude, time, time, was funny, time for changing. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, just the ability to make a bot that that that's that insane. You know, it's uh, it would actually be kind of cool to see like bots go head to head. It would just be RNG, like whoever just gets. Yeah, better literally, RNG, it like, would. They're both doing everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is in the history of your time playing RuneScape? What is the most amount of GP you've lost, whether it be staking or a PK or a deathmatch or whatever it was? Um, or or even like in an individual instance, or maybe over the course of like a week or something. Was there like just a horrible yeah, time where you just a, lost a lot? In 2018, I was probably like six months into streaming, and I made like a really good amount when the stream like 20 or 30 bill i think it was like 27 28 bill i ended stream and i used to sit in discord with like all my mods and stuff and like we were all like stakers and so like I, we would just sit there and like chill and like watch each other stake mm-hmm. i remember i was off stream and uh, i watched this guy lose like seven in a row no sorry i watched him win like seven in a row and something in myself like you know what this guy's got to go on a loss streak like at some point like this guy's been winning so much i'm just gonna go chuck one bill against him just one bill right like there's yeah. no way he wins like keeps winning right like he's won so because like i mean i know it's 50 50 yeah, i know it's like all like random but like imagine playing roulette and you've watched it be red like eight times in a row you're gonna be like all right black is due at some point right <laughs> so- sooner or later yeah all right no happened? black was never due he took all my money as well black was never due like 15 extra stakes and then he just beat me every time Jesus fucking Christ. I go live the next time. Like, guys, I have no money. Like, oh, you RWT'd all of that. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I got robbed, but I didn't RWT it. <laughs> okay. And what's the what's the most amount of money you made? Was that also in the same? Like, 30 bill sounds like a lot. Yeah. And especially back in, like, 2018, that was way more than it is now. 30 bill is, like, not that much anymore because, like, there's so much gold that's coming into the game and stuff like that. But, like, back then, like, you know, not there wasn't even, like, like I don't even think raids... Was raids two out? I don't even remember at the time. I don't even think so. So like there was just like so many like it was just like it was just like harder to make money. Yeah. Who do you think's the richest per? Uh, so, not who do you think is, but how much do you think, uh, or how much gold do you think is? How do I phrase this question? What is the most amount of gold that's on a single account? Do you mm. think? 
you think it's in the trills? I'm sure there's probably like one trillionaire out there. But like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I'm just yeah. going to say it how it is. Most people that have that amount of money are also adults. And they realize that there's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, they're going to RWT it. Like, yeah. no one's, tra- no, no, no one's trading. What, what, what are we? Yeah, no. I... No one's trading the Ferrari in the driveway for the for the platinum stack in the, in the RuneScape bank. Like, I'm just saying it how it is. Like, most people, if they make it to a trail, they're going to be like, all right. Unless they're super rich in real life and they don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. Most people are RWTing it. Yeah, but I mean, regard. I mean, obviously that's gonna happen. It's just like clearly. But yeah, so do you think there is a trillionaire out there, like in game right now, or do you think that by even getting to that point, it would have already been sold? I think there's probably like one, like one person out there. Okay. Maybe maybe two. I don't know. I think on RS3, there's actually quite a bit though. I think if we were to look at RS3, there's probably a couple oh, people yeah. that have like that type of money. Oh yeah, there's gotta. I mean, the gold is just worth way less. Yeah, and also, also just in general, that game just has like so much more wealth built into it over true, the years. Where it's true, like, true. You know, whereas OSRS, like, also like I don't know, people as soon as they get to like a hundred bill, like they usually sell it and they either get banned or they never make it back to that point. And like, it's really hard to get, you know, to a trill without having like hundreds of bills already because like you know the, you need money to make money. Dude, you remember that guy that got hacked by was it Mod Jed or something? He got yeah. hacked like fifty bill and then. They reinstated the 50 bill in just instant world trade. I'm like, you cannot blame this guy. I mean, he literally just lost it to nothing. I mean, he's you're giving it back to him. Like, you know what's going to happen next. You think you're going to? You think he's going to trust Jagex again with his 50 bill? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Especially if, especially since it happened through an employee, it was even like another player. You know what I mean? Like, I would be like, yeah, I can't trust this company anymore. Uh, Interesting. So yeah, I remember that Majid scenario? That was nuts. Yeah, Jesus, man. And and what's you know, this is just like a small part of it. But uh, when I, we were when I was doing revs back in the day, like we, I would here and there hop to the twenty two hundred world because I knew like nobody was gonna be on there except for like a rot scout, and they would you know tell their boys to come over and wipe me out. But uh, I'd hop in there, but like everyone was scold, and this is back when we didn't know like you know scolding gave you better odds at weapons. It was significant too back then. And so, yeah, I get, apparently, like, Mod Jed is just leaking a bunch of stuff and just, you know. So, it's interesting. Doing though, things. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, did you see the video where he, he like, sued Jagex or something? Or, or what What happened? Did did Jed sue Jagex and he got, like, $1,000 from Jagex or something like that because they didn't Wait, show up? Wait, that happened? Yeah. Wait, that happened? Straight no up. I, got, there's no, I have never heard of that. I Dude. definitely need to look into that if that was a real thing. I, mean, I swear that would have been like bigger news. Like, how have I never heard of that? <laughs> I think Jed sued for like defamation or something like that. And Jagex like never showed up or something. So he won like $1,300 or something. Just some minor amount, but it was funny as fuck because like, why the hell is Jed showing his face and trying to sue the company? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I was assuming that Jed would not want any legal ramifications. Exactly. Period. Like he's the one who was doing crazy stuff. Not that's know? that was like the humor of it. I'll, I'll find the video. I'll, I'll send you a link after the cast. Yeah, please. Yeah, please do. I'm actually I need, curious. I, need, I want I to see to that. Figure it out. Maybe it was 25 buttholes or some 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 video creator. I can't remember, but it it was funny. So. <clears throat> You also have a YouTube, and I'm curious. Like, what what are your thoughts on YouTube? Do you 
like I guess like your thoughts on like pumping out videos there what do you think YouTube is a good I'm trying to like avoid the word like financial but that's kind of what I'm asking it, is is YouTube worth for uh content creation in in your now use the word financial this is, we're adults here say we can we can talk about it it's completely perfect um I think YouTube is probably one of the best vehicles for RuneScape in content creation. There's honestly, like the truth is, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made. Like, yeah, there is. Mm -hmm. Those sponsorships are big. Those, uh, the ads are big. The audience is big. Like it's, there's, there's a lot of money to be made for sure. But on top of that, I think that the RuneScape audience when it comes to YouTube is so much bigger than the RuneScape audience when it comes to Twitch. There's so many people that watch YouTube videos related to RuneScape just because there's pure nostalgia. I think there's people that like have quit the game, but they still enjoy RuneScape content and they don't have time to watch like four hours of a stream every day or they're not necessarily like in love with a content creator in particular, but they do enjoy watching like, for example, like, something, like there, there's probably people out there who like aren't in love with me, aren't in love with Ditter Bitter, aren't necessarily in love with like Frame, but they still enjoy watching like a bunch of PKing content because they like just watching yep. PKing, but they're not necessarily tied to anybody individually. Whereas Twitch, like most people, they have like a couple set of people that they watch and like they don't really watch necessarily other people because there's only so many hours in the day totally true Where, yep. whereas youtube you can just jump around this guy dropped the video this guy dropped the video this guy dropped the video and i feel like there's so many people that are in that realm that like youtube is just like like i mean like let's be real like hundreds of thousands of views on a lot of these like torresta videos and stuff like that and like even like settled and stuff like over a million on a lot of them like yeah. gamescape youtube is is massive for the size of game that we play and i think that um per personally with me that's the one actually area that i'll admit that i slack in like i should be more um, involved on my YouTube. I, I try. I just like don't always have the time, and um, sometimes I just don't have like the the right ideas for what I want to do for videos, or I haven't like executed yet, or whatever the case is. But I, I really do think that YouTube is probably one of the best vehicles, if not the best vehicle for uh, content creation for YouTube. I just think there's so much room to grow. I think that there's like a lot of you know benefits financially, and even not financially, just like growing a, a channel again, like 100k, 200k on there is it's like quite an astounding accomplishment. So, I'm, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I've, I've talked to Settled and Solo Mission. And, yeah, this, the audience, like, they, like, Settled was saying over half his audience, like, doesn't even play the game. Doesn't even know about the game, hardly. They're just watching it because yeah. it's it's kind of familiar. You know, like, they've heard of RuneScape, but they've never actually played it. It's interesting. Um, so... Do you have any plans for like YouTube content? Like, yeah, like I know the creative juices might not be flowing right now, but do you have any, uh, like, I yeah, know. I have, I have a couple of video ideas in mind, but they're mostly just related to, um, like just PKing stuff. Mm -hmm. However, tr truthfully, what I want to do right now, and it's going to sound like kind of crazy because it's like, why would Abyss want to do this? But, um, I kind of want to do two group Ironman teams. So it would be like two groups of five and both teams grind for like one month. And then they do like a five V five in the wilderness, basically to like see which team progress further. Obviously like you can't cheat and stuff like that, yeah, but like yeah. it would be, I, I think that like it would be a really good series, especially if it was like all creators. And I think it would be really good content for YouTube and like, and Twitch just in general. Cause like it'd be like competitive. Like oh, for yeah. example, for example, like if I hypothetically got like a toxic blowpipe, right. The other team's not going to scramble to get an anti-venom because otherwise I'm just going to venom everybody in the mm -hmm. in the 5v5. You know what I mean? It's going to like really shift the mentality of like where everything's at. And I just think it would be really fun. Like that type of competition is really enjoyable. And I think like as far as YouTube goes, that's something I would love to be a part of and love to make videos for. I just think that um, it's just difficult to get 10 people that are actually on board with that. Yeah. 
So let's just imagine a world where like PKing is completely dying. What do, are you going to just keep on that as long as it's bringing in the money? Or do you think, is there any other uh, stuff that you'd rather stream? I mean, I know you were saying, you know, like the IRL streams are fun and stuff, but is that something you would actually want to do? Like what, if PKing were to be not feasible, what would you choose to do? Um, yeah, I would really try and aim more towards real life unless like I somehow got a different type of affinity for RuneScape, like if there was something I was really interested in or something. But truthfully, it's like difficult for me to like find that. Like, I I don't know, like some people can sit there and do Vorkath all day and stuff and go for a pet. Like for me, I just don't get the same like satisfaction out of that. I don't know why. Maybe it's just I've played the game for a long time. Maybe it's just like, I don't know, just how I am. No, like, no hate or disrespect towards anybody who does like doing stuff like that. I just, like, I don't get, like, the dopamine hit from it, I guess. I don't feel like it's something I want to, like, put my time into. So, like I said earlier, like, I just, if I don't have passion for it, I don't want to do it. But as far as, like, RuneScape goes and, and, and streaming, it's going to sound crazy. I would love to get into, like, the debating space. I don't know why, but, Dude, like, I just find it sick. so interesting. That would I just be find, sick, man. I would love to get into the debating space and like talk about either issues that I genuinely really care about or like just talk about things in, in society. Like I, I just find it enjoyable. Like I like conversating and I think that um like just mind stimulating conversations have always been something that I've always gravitated towards. Dude, that would be would you like debate or would it just be kind of like your takes, sort of? Um, I'd be okay with both, really. Like, I'd give my takes, and if somebody wanted to challenge me, I'd be more than happy to, like, discuss that. Or, like, for example, like, you know, I, like, for example, I don't even agree with a lot of the stuff, like, Destiny talks about. I don't know if you're familiar with him, mm -hmm. yeah, but, like, yeah. I, yeah. but, like, I just think that he's such an amazing debater. I think that he's really good at it, and he's really articulative, and, like, I just enjoy, like, watching him, even if I don't necessarily agree with everything. Yeah, it's quality content. It's, it's, that is literally, like, a lot of the content I consume is just debates and stuff. I think it's fascinating. And yeah, it's, exactly. It's cool when there there's also respect about it. You know, like there's two they're they're not just name calling and stuff. Like there's an actual like two Yeah, as soon as you start using ad hominem attacks, it's yeah, not it's even bad. interesting anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, all right, this is over. It's like uh, watching two kids in RuneScape and the Edge Bank talk talk shit to each other. It's just like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think you'd actually do a good job. Uh I think that would be actually really cool. And I'd I'd definitely tune in. Um All right. If money weren't an object what would you what would you spend your days doing? How would you spend your life? Um, honestly, I like I said, I'm actually genuinely really passionate about streaming. Like I love doing it. I don't think it's something I would ever stop doing because there's just like people that I love like being here for. Mm -hmm. it makes me generally happy inside to like go live and there's people that wait for the stream and stuff like that. But I think as if money was no object, I think I would try and do more things with my community. Like I would make sure that I could like I'd fly like my viewers out and be like, all right, like all the people I've supported me over the years, like we're going to go to like Miami or we're going to go here. We're going to go to Japan, like whatever. I try and like make my friends streams more enjoyable. I try and make theirs more lit. I try and like do stuff with them. I would try and like you, if like genuinely if money was no object, I would literally do things that I could inspire, try and help people and stream through that as well. And like, kind of like include the passion with that. Like I'd want to do like a lot of like charity stuff. I'd want to do a lot of stuff to like help other people or like find people on, on Twitch that had like, uh, like disabilities and stuff and like try and do content with them and like help them and stuff like that because to me like that's truly why I like doing all this stuff obviously you know making money and making a living and like supporting my future and my goals is like the most important thing as of right now but if money was no object and I had the ability to do that and help other people that's one billion percent what I would do that's fucking awesome man that's a great answer um so 
trying to think. There, there was something on, on, on the back of my mind. But uh, here, let's go to the uh, Twitter topic. There was one by Katarina. She asks, what keeps you motivated to keep streaming and playing RuneScape? I'm going to kind of focus on the playing RuneScape one, mainly because, well, I, I, feel, I feel like I already know the answer to, to this as well. But if you have anything else to add. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love Kat. She's like one of my best friends, like literally uh, one of the best streamers I've, I've ever awesome. met. And, yeah. uh, she's 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 literally the best. And um, I think that like me and her have had these conversations. Like I'll always sit in Discord calls with her and like we'll mm-hmm. just like talk about this and stuff. So like I feel that like she just probably wants me to expand on it a bit. Um, what keeps me motivated for RuneScape is like, you know, just pretty much the same stuff. Like it's just the passion that I have for the game. And uh, not, not even necessarily the game anymore, to be honest with you. It's mostly just like my community enjoys watching it. And, um, you know, I, there, there is still like a sprinkle of hope that one day the game will be more enjoyable or like a DMM will come back or something like that. But um, it's mostly just for the audience. Like if my audience didn't want me to play RuneScape, I wouldn't play it, to be honest. Uh, there's just the community is what I love about RuneScape. I just love I love my my other content creator friends. I love being able to like kind of like be involved in like the meme and joke community when you go into each other's chats. But um, as far as far as the game itself, like. It is. It's actually really, really difficult for me to stay motivated for RuneScape right now, just because like I feel um, the thing that I loved and had the most drive towards wanting to succeed and just kind of just crumbling day by day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, shit. I mean, I think uh, I think I think you really do have some potential for like debating and just talking, ma- making it more like IRL conversations and stuff. I think you're. I think you got a talent for it. Just based on like the IRL streams I was watching on Kick, you seem to be very well spoken. <laughs> so I don't know what you're seeing because I've definitely done some no, crazy it's, stuff it's, on it's, Kick. It's it's the confidence. It's just like you're not gonna take shit from anybody. You know who you are. You know what you stand for, and that's like enough, basically. And there's not enough. I feel like that's rare nowadays. You know what I mean? It's easy to crumble under like pressure, or it's easy to crumble under. You know, if you if you don't have if you don't really know what you're stand standing for, if you don't really know like what you're doing, it's easy to just I don't know look like a fool. And I don't think you do. I think you uh, I think you do know where you stand on a lot of things. And and I actually really appreciate that. I think mostly because um, it's something that really gets not necessarily even myself, but in other people even it's something that doesn't get like talked about enough. I think that people need to have strong beliefs and they need to have a strong system of the things that are important to them. And those are the things that like really build character and make people like kind of respect you. And if you don't do that for yourself, why would anybody else do it for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to go a little deep if you're okay with that. Well, you, you did yeah, of say course. at the beginning you're, you're cool with it. Um, what do you think is the meaning of life? The meaning of life? Yeah. Um, all right, we can do this. Uh, in my opinion... <laughs> The meaning of life is to just live true to your beliefs, not hurt anybody else and, and find happiness. That's like the best way I could explain it. I think that like if somebody goes through life and, you know, they die happy, not hurting anybody else and, you know, living true to themselves, uh, what else can you really ask for in your life? Right. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing else. What to be rich, what to have sex with a million girls, like all of those things are like pretty in- unfulfilling to your soul. Mm-hmm. They're just like kind of byproducts of things that, like choices you make. So where does the happiness come from then? Fulfilling your goals. Uh, that, if you that, set goals it. for yourself. Uh, I but mean, what, but, what if, but what if your goal was to just make a bunch of money? Like what, what, what makes a meaningful goal? I think a meaningful goal is doing something that you're generally going to be proud of inside. Make sure that like you set goals that are true to yourself 
accomplish those goals. And like I said, if you don't hurt anybody in the process and you're, you know, living true to yourself, I don't think there's uh, anything in the world that's more fulfilling than that. Like, for example, um, I've said to myself, like, you know, something I really want to do is, you know, at some point I would, I'd love to like get to the point where I can retire my parents and like do things like that for, for my family. And um, those things that would not only make me happy, but I'm not hurting anybody else in the process. And I think that like, that's like living true to myself like that. They're setting a, a goal like that is something that you can wake up every day and feel like motivated to do. Whereas, you know, if, if, if my goal every day is just like, Oh, I want to like go fuck some girl today, or I want to like go and do this, like just like degenerative stuff that like doesn't help anybody. I don't know. To me, that just doesn't feel super fulfilling. Uh, what do you think? Wait, what do you no, think? I, you okay. Thank this? you. Yeah, no, uh, I, I actually kind of agree with that. I've been, th so I grew up religious. I, I left religion, but um, I think that kind of like, in a way sort of helped me to understand, uh, I guess like a lot of things that happened in my life helped me to like sort of understand, um, you know, not everything's just about pleasure. There's like so mm -hmm. much more to life than just seeking pleasure all the time. And I think that's actually like part of the core. It's weird because uh, like a point in my life I actually became like pretty like anti-religious kind of like just, I didn't see the point and I thought it was just kind of stupid. But the, I guess the more I've like gotten older, the more I realize like I don't really like I'm not as smart as I think I am. Like I, I, I need to take like a step back and see like what, you know, uh, well, in just regards to religion, like there, there is more to religion than just like, you know, trying to base things off of evidence and stuff. And I, I've, I've kind of seen that lately of uh, just living a life that you think is like a well-lived life and basing it off of um what you think is, you know, morally good and whatnot. Yeah, when and you so, can be proud of. Yeah, exactly. But I think everyone's life journey is different. And I think, you know. I think so too. I've had I've had a weird uh like weird instances with religion too. Like I grew up Catholic and um, you know, I was obviously like kind of forced into it when I was younger. And because of that, I think like throughout my teenage years and stuff, I kind of like resented it a little bit because it was like something that was forced on me. Mm -hmm. But as I get older, um I do truly think that like the principles and the ideologies of like religion and like God and stuff like that, they do, I think mean something because like the majority of that stuff is like good things for society in the sense of like treating others with respect, treating your body well, treating um, like, like having like, like being disciplined. Like, I think that those are all like really good traits that people should exhibit. And I think that like, um, even if people don't believe in God or don't believe in a certain religion or certain things, like, the principles are like pretty baseline for like a healthy human being. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th I think that's like, my parents are still super religious and I, I live pretty close to them now because I moved back to Oregon and uh, yeah, it's just, it's interesting talking to them because now like I used to, I don't know. It's like my perception has changed. I'm 27, I'm turning 28 soon. And like, I feel like my perception has changed, but seeing them and seeing like how happy they are, even, you know, just with, a life that is in in my opinion kind of boring like they've never you know even done drugs once like my parents have never drinking or done drugs and i'm like that's so weird that you're like in your almost 60 and <laughs> just like have they've never drank yeah they, they haven't that's insane to me yeah See, they, I, I, i've never done drugs either but mm. like never once not even never not even I, weed I Okay, I was about a drug. <laughs> I, I I do. Okay, so on New Year's, yeah. um, we threw a New Year's party, me and Vank, and <laughs> Jenna lit up a blunt, and I was so drunk, I was like, "Yo, just let me hit it one time, <laughs> one time." I was just stupid. I hit it, 
end up getting a little crossfaded. I was like, yo, this shit sucks. I'll never do it again. So yes, I'm impure technically. Yeah. I've done it. But like one time and it was un- under like certain circumstances, not something I would do recreationally, not something I would do normally. But yeah, other than that, like you, I man. drink, I drink from time to time, but no, I, I try and stay away from drugs personally. Good shit. No, but just the fact that like that had never been experienced for them, but they're totally content on life. I, I feel like everyone's different. I almost feel like I would always wonder. I don't know. I, I feel like I have to almost live the life that I think would be fun or something just to see that, okay, this isn't what I thought it would be. I feel like uh, living a, you know, initially just starting streaming. I just thought like what I really wanted in life is just to <laughs> no life runescape and just do whatever the hell I wanted. But I, I realized I wasn't getting the satisfaction I thought I'd get from it. And there's more to yeah. life. So anyway, I know I'm just like speaking random stuff. Um, oh, it's great. So I want to ask you, I guess, for three shout outs from the community, people that you think uh, deserve it. Three people I think deserve it? Yeah. A good shout um, out. Okay, we can do that. I'm. Uh, let's, okay. Define deserve it in terms of like RuneScape or in terms just, of like... Just, just people... Okay, so um, I guess deserve, I mean like maybe um, don't get enough credit. So oh, people don't get enough credit. Yeah, anybody. It could be streamers. It could be viewers. It could, you know, anybody in the in the community, I guess. Hmm, that's actually a really tough question. Because off the top of my head, I'm like, now I gotta think. I don't want to give these. I don't want to give it away to someone and, and then think <laughs> later that there's somebody else. You know. Yeah. Well, it doesn't um, have to be top three. It can just be three, so there's not as much pressure. You know, there, okay. There'll obviously be more, but. So one, I'm gonna give to Vank. Who's obviously my roommate, and only, and mm. I say that because um, I think that not only is he like actually a really good friend and like a pretty genuine guy, um, I've seen like a lot of like really selfless things from him even in my personal life, and I think that when it comes to online and like the community and stuff like that, um, he plays like this like villain part. He's flaming people all the time. He's always drunk. He's doing stuff, and I think that like a lot of people probably have like a negative perception of him, but he actually is like a good guy with a really good heart, and I don't think that. Um, he gets enough credit for how hard he works either he actually streams like as much as i do if not more and um he he's really like a goal-oriented person i think that um i just wish that he got more credit because i think that he genuinely does deserve it hell yeah all right so i'll chuck him that one um another one would be and this is tough you actually hit me with a tough I know. Question. i'm kind of <laughs> stumped i'm actually kind of stumped um Another one, I would say, I really, really, really like 61 Mil. He's been a really, really, really uh, good friend to me for like a really long time. Really loyal friend as well. And I think that as far as his stream goes, he's putting in so much effort right now. And it really makes me happy to see because I've watched him go through like some tough times in the past. And I've watched him go from a point where like, you know, he was a smaller streamer. And now he's, he's killing it. He's doing so good for himself. And uh, it just makes me really happy to see my friends accomplishing and crushing their goals. And I just hope I hope that he continues on this path and becomes even more successful. Hell yeah. And then, oh, man. Oh, man, oh man. This is actually so hard because, like, <laughs> I have so many people and, like, I don't want anybody to think that, like, I, I think, like, poorly of them. It's my fault, guys. If you, if you, if you didn't get a <laughs> shout out, I'm, I'm only limiting it to three. So blame me. Yeah, there's literally so many because like even for things like TwitchCon, like I've stayed with like 20 people and I could say so many good things about like all of them, you know, I could say like so many like positive things about like Katarina or Grey Grey or like 
any of these people. And it's just like, damn, I only have three. Yeah. Um, I think, I think as far as uh, the last one goes, I'd probably give it to like bikers or BTCs. Um, he's just personally motivated me like quite a bit in things in life. Whether I, I think like he's really motivated me in terms of like fitness and like getting in good shape. And he always like keeps me accountable for stuff as well because it's something that's like, really important to me. And I think that recently his stream's been doing really good. He's been blowing up, and he's um, he's just been like always a really good friend to me, really loyal friend. And uh, even even though he's been streaming a lot less time than I have, he's only been streaming for like a year. Like I'm just really inspired by his his grind and his work ethic too. I think that. Every time I see him live, it always reminds me like, all right, we have work to do. We're not done yet. Just because yeah. like I see I see how much effort he puts in. You know, I, I kind of want to go on that tangent of like fitness and stuff because like I've been, I've been, you know, I feel like a lot of the community, like as they get older, like we're all starting to like realize how important like our physical yeah. health is. Because <laughs> yeah. like when you're young, you're just like whatever, your body just, like, you, you can total it. It doesn't even matter. Uh, but nowadays, yeah, let's like, do it. I feel like everyone's kind of getting into it. So, yeah, how has your like fitness journey been, and what what do you struggle with? What do you what do you uh, excel at? What do you um, and I guess what are your goals as well? Um, so right now, I just want to continue with like, okay, so when it comes to fitness for me, I think that like the best way to do it is to be able to sustain yourself while doing things you enjoy. Like, you don't want to like make it something that like feels like a chore, like is hindering your life, like. For example, if I had if I had to choose either workout or stream, like I'm gonna stream because I don't want I don't want the gym to become something I resent. I don't want it to be something that like puts me away from my goals and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. Right. However, um, it's definitely something that's difficult because like, you know, like I think we all love eating food. We all love eating good food. And like, you know, if you want to maintain a good physique for the most part, you have to eat like pretty clean. Mm-hmm. And um I personally think that like having a good group of people around you that like keeps you motivated and keeps you like on track, like we have um, even with like bikers and like people like that, we have like a group chat and we all like keep each other accountable for the most part. We all like something we've been doing recently is we go on like literally like five to 10 mile walks a day and we're just all on a discord call. And like, as long as we're all in the call, it's almost like we're just hanging out on discord and everyone's just on their phone walking. And it's been really good. Like all of us walked like around 40 miles this week. And so it's just Fuck like, yeah. you know, the, that's awesome. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's, it, I think that like having good brothers around you that keep you accountable and keep you like working on it. Like, you know, if I'm going, like, I'm going to call the group chat until they pick up and like, I don't really care. Like, you know, like you're, you guys are picking up. We're going to, we're going to do this shit. We're going to do it together. Hell and, yeah. and then like, you know, on top of that and like just going to gym and going and like making sure that like, you know, your diet's on point and stuff. And I think that like what really helps with those things as well is like things like TwitchCon and like other group trips. You don't want to like, you don't want to, nobody wants to show up to those and be like the only guy that like didn't put the work in when everybody else did, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think that like having people that keep your mental, your mental accountable is like uh, really, really important. I think that, that there is one of the most under, um, under talked about things. Cause for me, it's like one of the things that makes sure I do it every day. So do you have like any actual, uh, like number goals, like that you're looking toward like weight wise or just like weight, uh, like lifting wise or. Is it just um, kind of like just be consistent and enjoy it, I guess? Yeah, for the most part. Like right now, I think I'm about 170 pounds at like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, so like I'm a little bit heavier than I would like to be. But obviously like some's muscle and like, yeah, I could lose a bit of weight as well just because like I want to trim down a bit. Mm-hmm. But like I think that there isn't like unattainable at all. It's just like, you know, I've been bulking for a while. But I would like to be probably around like 160, 165, I think would be like more ideal. And um, I think the biggest thing to really think about in these 
these types of things is like there's it's not really like a race you know it's like just like doing it and like making sure that you do it each and every day and as long as you yeah. put the work in you'll get to where you want but like you know it's almost like why would you want to have it like literally tomorrow if you didn't like work hard for it you're not going to like value it you're not going to appreciate it you're not going to like even you know it's, it's even like that same thing right like if everybody walked around with a six pack a six pack wouldn't even be cool anymore right like exactly like the, the fact that you grinded for it and you worked for it is like what makes it it gives it its value that's cool. Yeah, no, uh, this this past like year, like in college, I would work out, um, but then I slipped out of it when I started streaming. It was just like all in on streaming, just sitting on my ass, yeah, go to sleep. Been there on my too. Ass. Yeah. yeah. But uh, over this past like year and a half, I've definitely seen a lot of um, my own like physique just getting a lot better. And it really is just day by day. It's like those little things you put into. I, I think, um, I don't know who it was from. I, I watched this video and it really stuck with me. It was like, as much as you actually put in, like the effort you actually put in, I don't know how we worded it, but it like hit me really good. Is like the effort you are truly putting it is what you're going to get out of it. So that day where you just tell yourself you did enough, but you don't actually think you did enough, like that's exactly what you're gonna like. That's the output, you know. Like you're you could you're gonna be good. You're gonna be good enough. You're not gonna be great, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of went through the motions, like, uh, or I did like a little bit less than I was gonna, or I said I'd do like four sets of this, and I only did two sets, and I just imagined I did the other two. Like, you, you get in what you, you, you get out what you put in, and so I think that's like really helped me to see that. So like, on days I'm not feeling totally up for like working out, I will still just push myself. And like those days where I have like a really good workout, I'm like, okay, that. Even though I'm not going to see it the next day, obviously, because like generally the next day I almost look worse after a good workout. I just feel fucking like yeah, exhausted. your body's like fatigued. You got to like rest and. But you know. you know you put in that work, and like I think that's what, like what you said. If everyone was walking around with a six pack, it wouldn't mean much. But just knowing like you're doing this as a daily thing, and you're going to see the result. Like the results will eventually come, but it'll it's just it's just like a lifestyle at that point. Like that is who you are. I think it's uh, just really cool it's been very fulfilling for me too i i would genuinely rather put in hard work for a month see absolutely no results but have the discipline and the mindset down after that month and wake up tomorrow with a six-pack that i didn't work for exactly yeah well yeah but that's the thing you yeah you woke up with it but like you didn't build any discipline around it so you're not going to keep it anything that comes <laughs> yeah. easy in life is not something that stays yep that's cool um all right so I guess we'll kind of wrap things up. I, I already asked you for the shout outs. Um, uh, and generally, I, you know, I ask kind of like what my guests plans are for the next couple of years, even though I've sort of already asked you uh, uh, your YouTube plans. But is there anything else you'd like to add, like something that's on the table for the upcoming years? Yeah, I would say, um, truthfully, what I have in, in mind is it's kind of it's kind of hard to say because like I don't really know where RuneScape's going exactly, but I would, like I said, you know, try and. I would like to try and get into like more IRL slash like debate stuff. I do want to kick up the YouTube stuff as well. And I think it would be really, really cool to make like a proper stream team as well. Like dedicated people that are all on the same path, whether that's related to real life or RuneScape or anything like that. I think that networking and collabing is truly the best way in order to like grow and like make it somewhere. And I think that like everything that we see around us is like data of that. Like you literally see all the biggest streamers are like a part of some network or some org. You have groups like phase you have groups like otk you have groups like amp you have like all of these different things and i think that um doing that with like people that are really like-minded is probably 
something that I would really, really operate well in. And I would love to do that if, you know, the right people come along and, you know, I've, I see the same level of dedication in all of them. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably really right on that. I've, I've kind of distanced myself. I feel like uh, I, I almost have a way of like distancing myself for some odd reason. It's almost like apathy or something that causes me to like not be as social when I don't have to be. But you're totally right when you have a community and they're tight knit, like you're, you're all motivated and you're all in it together. It's like a lot better. Yeah, it's like, you know, teamwork makes a dream work. It's a corny ass uh, statement, but it's almost like th there's just so much truth in it, right? Like if you have a team of good people around you, um, you're automatically going to be more motivated to, you know, hit the marks. Hell yeah. All right, uh, Abyss, I, I really appreciate your time tonight. It was fun. Um, yeah, I had a I had a good time talking to you, and um, you know we had a lot of a lot of good conversation points. Yeah, I I hope I I hope I hope I didn't ask too many personal questions, but you sounded like totally up for it, so I was I was happy about that. I, I wanted more personally. I was like, <laughs> ask me some controversial stuff. I don't care. Like I'm get, an open book. I get a little. Well, there is some controversy right now in the OSR scene. I'm like, I'll, I'll just probably just not go into all that. I, I know people want it. They keep people keep coming into my chat. Like, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this? It's like. If I was a drama streamer, like I would enjoy this, you know. Like, but yeah, me becoming a drama streamer, there's so much more shit that ends up piling up if you become a drama streamer and you start like sharing your thoughts and your takes on every single thing. So I'm trying to just cool it back. I, I you know, I, I clearly have my own opinions on things, but I'm just not going to go I there. <laughs> I think if it's not good for business, it's generally best to stay away from putting your nose where it doesn't belong as well. Yeah, like, I think yeah. it's fine to have your own opinions on things. But there's people that will literally sit there and like add fuel to the fire and do all these other things. And like, yeah, you may get some like temporary attention, but like, unless that's the path you're trying to go on, you're trying to be like Keemstar or something like that. And mm -hmm. like, it's not, it's not really going to be conducive to like helping you grow in the long run. Totally Just going to make people dislike you. Yeah, no, for real. All right. Uh, for those listening down in the description, we're going to have Abyss's links down there. His uh, Twitch, Kick, Twitter, YouTube, any other thing you'd want linked? Maybe your website. I don't know if that's just a merch website, but if you want Put the OnlyFans in there. Put the OnlyFans in there. <laughs> okay, we'll have that. And your second OnlyFans page? I found that one too. No, I'm kidding. Yes, we, yeah, we do have both. <laughs> we got a fans leave. We have all of them. <laughs> Might as well. More exposure, you know. Um, Get the bag. Hell yeah. Well, it's... Okay, well, I'll have all those links. Guys, go drop them a follow down there, down below. Uh, and thank you again, Abyss. This is, this is great. This is fun. Yeah, I had a great time. Time went by real quick. Yeah, it flies. It flies. All right, guys. Uh, next week, we will be having Hebox and JCW on the cast, both uh, the speedrunner kings of, well, now Iron Man mode. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to their duo conversation with me. Uh, that'll be up Monday. And yeah, so thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.